You know what, Sam? What? Happy two years. Yes. Happy two years. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And yes, it is uh, not exactly two years, as you guys have probably listened to this or when this gets released, um, because it's coming out Monday. Uh, but um, on the 6th of February, which is a Tuesday, it will be marked two years of us doing this podcast for you freaks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's rude. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. But um, two years, that's excellent. Um, we'll probably just have some final thoughts to close out this episode since it is, does mark two years. Uh, but we do have some podcast news. Obviously, we have a great promo with SeatGeek. You get 20% off of your first purchase with them. It's a great deal to use. And, you, and yes, we want to get you into the seats at Hurricane Games, but it's used for any events. Yep. So I would use it. Yep. Um, another thing too, it's in the description of every episode. There's a link to where you can donate to us if you f- feel like it. Um, it helps us out and it helps the podcast out. So feel free to do that. And another podcast news is we have another giveaway opportunity. Sam, you have instructions on how to do it and the deadline to get it in. Let's see. It's against the Colorado Avalanche. What day is that game again? Uh, that game is going to be on Thursday. It's on Thursday. so 7 p.m. It was 8 p.m. Yeah, so it moved it back up to 7, which makes a lot more sense given it's a home game on a weekday. The 8 p.m. one didn't make a lot of sense. It wasn't even a national game. No, it game. didn't. So I'm glad they did that. Um, So the deadline will be Wednesday night. We'll say 9 9 p.m. Wednesday? 9 p.m. Okay. Uh, no, we'll do 7. It gives us time to reach out to the person. So. All right, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Wednesday night before, so 24 hours before puck drop. And you have to message us Battle of the Natural Disasters. Because that's Ooh, what this is. This is a Battle of the nat- Natural Disasters. Because that's like what that. that game is. The Colorado Avalanche versus the Carolina Hurricanes. The Battle of the Natural Disasters. So you have to message us Battle of the Natural Disasters. And you can message us on Twitter on Instagram, on X. Well, I guess it's not Twitter anymore, so X. Um, you can email us. doesn't matter. Contact can can we add a qualification to this? Because we are at 199 followers on Instagram. Okay. So 200 automatically qualified. Because we're right there to almost getting 200 followers on Instagram. What do you mean automatically qualified? So if you get to be the 200th person that follows us, you automatically qualify or no? Up to you. Well, they might you not want to go. Boy. True, true. Okay. So if you want to go, do that. But if we get to 2,000 followers on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Because I think we're at close to 15. Yeah, we're close to 15. This is a big ask. So, so. if we get up to 2,000 followers on Twitter, and we get up to 300 followers on Instagram, we will give away a playoff game 
in the first round of the playoffs. So get us there. We'll get you parking. You'll get a ticket. And you'll get to go see the Hurricanes in the playoffs. If you've never experienced playoff hockey, it's worth it. Get us there. We will give away at least one game in the playoffs. But for this game against Colorado Avalanche, all you have to do is message us, Battle of the Natural Disasters. So 300 on Instagram. 300 on Instagram. So we need another 100 on Instagram. That's probably a little bit easier. But Twitter, I mean, we get a lot of people that view our tweets. I know we can get there. Okay, let's see if we do it. That's that's going to be fun. I mean, look, again. And, 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 and we're giving them an adequate amount of time. Absolutely. End of the season. All of February, all of March, half of April, and then we got the first game and the playoffs. And most likely will be a home game as long as they keep playing well. And we do right, we need to do it at the deadline. Yes, definitely. Because um, things have been busy. And obviously, like Sam, what you said in the one-liner, uh, this is going to be the last of the podcast news thing. But two years of the podcast. So um, we're, what we're going to be doing, looking at the standings for the last half of this episode. And then we're just going to give our thoughts of us approaching two years of podcasting. So, um, yeah. Uh, so now we're going to go to NHL news and Sam, lots of things happened. Obviously the all-star game and all that type of stuff. Don't worry. I'll give you a chance to vent on the whole Sebastian Ajo thing on the skills competition. Uh, but, uh, GMs were active, particularly Vancouver. And we know a former GM of the hurricanes is up with Vancouver. Jim Rutherford. Yep. He, decides to go all in for it. He trades for Elias Lindholm, and I'm going to bring up the trade right here. But, I mean, the give give up is, honestly, I think quite a bit for Lindholm here. Okay, it's Andre Kuzmenko. And it's for a rental. So, yeah, remember, is. this is a rental. If there was a contract in place, I'd probably feel a little bit more... I'd feel fine with the give up, because these aren't NHL players right now. The prospects, and Vancouver's very good and the positions where they gave up players. It's like they gave up a defensive prospect. Um, Kuzmenko first, a third, and I think another player. Okay, so yeah, Kuzmenko, Yoni Yermo, who I believe is a second-round pick. I'm going to check here. Um, Third-round pick. He's a B-level prospect, apparently, is what Cap Franley says. Um, Hunter Brutz... I'm going to mispronounce this. Brutzowicz. Okay, and apparently he is a, scouts very very high on him. I wouldn't say he's in the Kishkin type of prospect, but he's up there. And obviously, you have the first round pick mm-hmm. and a conditional fourth round pick that becomes a third though if Vancouver makes it to the conference finals. So, I mean, that shows, I mean, their first round pick isn't going to be worth a whole heck of a lot. It's going to be at the bottom of the first round because they're in the playoffs. They're, I think they're either number one or number two in their division. Rightfully so. They're very good. They shored up a spot. They basically swapped top six forwards and they upgraded with Lindholm. Gave themselves another option in the center spot, which is good. If not, you can always throw them on the wing. Um, Imagine him playing on the same line as Pedersen. So what the only negative I see here is you're like, oh, they gave up a lot. I'm glad Carolina didn't do that. Well, I miss Jim Rutherford. I miss having a GM who goes out and gets what you need. But the only thing here where I think it's a negative 
is this was a pure rental trade. You gave up a lot for a pure rental because there's no contract in place for Lindholm. Um, he might not want to sign in Vancouver. Um, I mean, it's a place where he'll win for a while if he wants to go there. I think Vancouver is going to be good for a little while now. But he might not sign there. Adam Gold talks about him wanting to play in Carolina. Maybe he's got his heart set on playing in Carolina at the end of the season. Starting yeah, it could be. I mean, maybe he wants to go play in Buffalo. The rumor had it he wanted to come back to the States, so did Noah Hannafin. So, I mean, maybe they come back to the States. I don't know. Um, Lindholm's young. I mean, granted, now let's put it this way. Vancouver could have given up two more assets and two more draft picks. If they win the Stanley Cup, and that's what it cost to get Lindholm, they're not going to care. Not going to care at all if they win the Stanley Cup. So that's the reality of it. We don't know what the value of this trade is going to be until we get to the playoffs, right? Does Vancouver win the Stanley Cup? Then it was worth it. Doesn't matter how good this other defenseman becomes, right? If Calgary never wins the Stanley Cup and this guy's scoring like 60, 70, 80, 100 points as a defenseman, but they never win, they're going to say, well, we got Lindholm and he was instrumental in helping us win a Stanley Cup. So that's just reality. Sometimes you go all in, sometimes you lose trades. But yeah, and uh, honestly, I don't think Calgary loses this trade. I don't think either team is going to lose necessarily lose this trade. Vancouver's this is Kuzmenko could get seventy points again because he did it last season. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's going to help. Uh, it's going to help Calgary. It fills a need for Vancouver. I think both teams are going to benefit from this trade. Calgary probably a little bit more in the long run, but they get themselves a young player who's very good. He was very coveted when he went to Vancouver. Um, it just, I think he was in a position where it just didn't work out because Manko and Tockett didn't get along. So we'll see how he does in Calgary. I mean, it's always good to have a change of scenery. I think Lindholm wasn't having the year he wanted to have, but I don't think anybody no, in Calgary was. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they shopped Huberto around. I know the contract's kind of sucky, but Huberto's a great player, and we all know he can get 100 points. So a team might be like, well, if we put you with, you know, I mean, if you take a look at a team like Boston, they need a center, right? I think Huberto's a center. Yeah, Boston needs a center. I think Colorado's another team that needs a second-line center. A lot of lots of teams. Elliot, Elliot was saying he thought centers. Boston was the team who wouldn't want to make the deal without an extension. And I was like, well... Maybe, but I think Carolina would be in that same camp too. I feel like okay. Carolina. Oh, they would. Carolina wouldn't want to make that deal if unless there was extension, and if that meant extending Lindholm, and we had to move Nikishin to do it. If there was an extension in place, you could have. I would be. I would be like, okay, let's talk. I'm not saying I would do it, but I would have that conversation. If you had, if you got, if you locked up Lindholm for eight years, yeah, I think you have to have that conversation. Doesn't mean you have, yeah, doesn't, I would too. doesn't mean you have to t- pull the, the trigger and trade um, Lindholm, but you could at very least dangle Nikishin or trade uh, Nikishin. You can at very least dangle Nikishin in front, and say, "Hey, let us talk to the player, and maybe this guy's in play, right?" Yes. <laughs> and we'll see how this works out for Vancouver. There have been other teams before that have uh, kind of made that huge push to get a big player. You think of the Rangers last year getting Patrick Kane. Didn't work out. Um, oh, I mean, but you can also take a look at Tampa. They're the prime example of what it means to go all in. Yes. And they'll are. say it was worth it. They haven't had like any draft picks in the last three years because they go all in and they're taking advantage of their core while Kucherov, Stamkos, Edmund, Vasilevsky, Point, or uh, uh, yeah, Point, all these guys are playing top tier hockey. You want to take advantage of the situation. 
So Vancouver's in a position now where this is their first year going on, and they have a lot of assets. So they had the ability to do this, and I think they even had some cap space to work with. So I think it worked out for them. Yeah, it definitely did. And also Kuzminko, he carries a five point five million dollar contract. Lindholm four point eight five. So, so salary in, salary and out. Salary in, salary out. And now that trade sparked kind of another trade with Sean Monahan heading to Winnipeg, and Winnipeg. They were like, you know what? We are doing really good this year. We're going to give up a first-round pick and a conditional third-round pick to get Sean Monahan. I, I don't know if I like that trade, though, personally. I like Sean Monahan. I don't like Sean Monahan at a first and a third. I know. I was like, man, that's, I that's a little bit I think he's fine. Risky, I view I think. him more of a second, third-line center. I don't view him as like a pure number two. Like he was when he was with Calgary. Yeah, and I think he's a little older now, and I just don't think – I think he fell off. I don't think he's ever really gotten back to that potential that he had. I don't know. I mean, and Carolina's in the market for a center. I think Carolina's in the market for a center and a goalie, maybe a, a scoring forward. Um, the player that I wanted to think about is the one that her Carolina's been linked to a lot is Adam Enrique. I wouldn't mind Adam Henrique. I want to think. I really wouldn't. If you see Carolina go and make a trade, I think the two players Carolina targets is Henrique. Flurry and Henrique. Flurry, well, three. Then Flurry, Henrique, and Tarasenko. I think you can see all three of those guys are targets for them. Wouldn't be? I think they get one or two of them, probably not all three. I think the goaltender is dependent upon how Kachekov plays. And we'll get an idea this week. And fortunately for him, he'll get three games at home. I expect him to start all three. They have days off in between each one because it's not going to be easy for him. <laughs> no, it's Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So he can start all three and be fine. He's young. He's getting back after being hurt, but he's coming back and after a 10 day break as well. And he was cleared to play 10 days ago. So you give him all three. Oh, yeah, you do. I agree. But it's going to be tough. Vancouver, Colorado, New Jersey. Not going to be easy. We'll be at the uh, two of the three. We're giving away, obviously, the Colorado game. But you and I will be there, the first one back against the Canucks and then against um, uh, New Jersey for Whalers night, which is exciting. Oh, that's going to be out. That's my favorite And we'll get to see Lindholm, by the way, on Tuesday. Yes, we will. Playing for Calgary. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of movement going on. So the question's going to be, is this going to be another year where it's super, super active before the deadline? And not only were players traded, the Kings fired their coach. That shocked me a little. Um, oh, yeah, they did. That was a little bit of a surprise. But yeah, GMs have been really busy, and they've been asking about players, and there are a lot of players out there who need a center, Boston being one, Colorado being one, Carolina being another. So there's only so many centers out there. Adam Enrique's one other was, I think he's a center. Yes, he is. Now, he's a left-handed center, and I'm just going to say this. I don't care which handiness they are with their stick. You need a second-line center. You do, and I just don't know if... And I don't think there's a market for a right-handed center. I just... Unless you're talking about Nick Schmaltz. If Carolina is so unwilling to make a trade, I don't know why they don't give Natchez a shot. Or Jarvis. Or or Jarvis a shot at this... Well, they want to keep Jarvis on the first line, but I I don't know why they don't... Yeah, it's true. He is playing with Stahl. I don't know if they're going to give... I don't know why they don't give Natchez a shot. He wants to play center, and I believe he's a righty. He is. So, Both him and Jarvis are right-handed. 
So I don't know why they don't people. really truly try it. There's a clear lack of trust, I think, for Natchez. Jarvis is young. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and you can't and you can't throw young young players into the center spot right away. You need to develop them some. And Jarvis is still a developing player. Well, here, here's the thing. I can understand putting Natchez still on the wing because he does have some def- defensive problems with turning the puck over. I understand that. Jarvis, why not? I, I mean, seriously. And I think part of it is just because you are, if you do do that, you're already making a bit of a logjam on the center spot with, with KK and Drury. I could see them moving but, KK out. I could, too. Um. I've seen rumors pop up that Zegris is available, which is a bit of a shock. I think that has to do. I don't do, think they trade him. I think that has to do with his injury um, proneness. He tends to get injured a lot, so they might feel like eh, if we can get a lot for him, maybe you know the right deal. I mean, it's always that way, right? If it's the right deal, we'll make the deal, and that's Pat Verbeek for you, <laughs> and uh, and and Anaheim, right? But he'll take an arm and a leg to make the deal work if it's Zegers going out. I also don't think they make it happen, but no. if they're talking about it, that's kind of like an okay. Um. Tampa has said they won't move Stamkos. I find it hard to believe if the right deal presents itself to them that they wouldn't consider it, depending on where they are in the standings. I think they make the playoffs. I think they're in a playoff spot right now. So I don't think Tampa really has a hard – it really misses, but you never know. Um, teams in like, uh, like Buffalo, if they have maybe middle-aged, older centers, you could take a look at that. I think Skinner played center a little bit in Carolina. Not a lot, but he played some. Um, I mean – I could see Buffalo moving Skinner if they got the right deal for it. But they would have to retain. I don't think they'd have to retain, depending on where he's going. Um, I, I and think I think he's would. got, is it two years left on his deal? Skinner could be a big asset to a lot of teams. Um, but I um, think I'm checking with Buffalo here. I think they move Skinner, though, eventually, mainly because they're going to want to clear the cap out. Um, hopefully five. Can, five years five left? Five years, yeah. Whoa. Okay. Nine million. Uh, we'll They're see. not trading that contract. They'd probably buy. They'd probably buy him out before they would trade him. But I think Skinner's been playing well. So as long as he keeps playing well, he'll he'll be fine in Buffalo. Yeah. He uh, will. But Buffalo's gonna have some players to move. I think Ottawa's gonna have some players to move. Like I said, Tarasenko. Does Giroux get moved? I mean, he's an older guy. I wouldn't mind getting Giroux. <laughs> he's got term. Giroux has term. Um, One more year left. So I think if you're, Carol- I wouldn't mind that. If you're Carolina and you need a center. And you want a guy who's been there, done that. He's never won a cup, but Claude Giroux is an option. I don't know if they're actually going to move him. He's their assistant. I feel like he's there to be the mentor of that group. So I feel like he probably doesn't get moved, but you never know. I think the guy to target on them is Tarasenko. I think you want to look at Anaheim's uh, Adam Manrique. Um I'm sure there's some other teams that are out that I'm just not thinking about. There could be an option. I mean, look at go to look at Chicago. Go look at Arizona. If they fall out, is Schmaltz become available? Is Vamelka available? I think Vamelka is available, especially with the way Connor Ingram has been playing. <laughs> Who played? He played amazing against us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the activity happening now has started to. It's 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 going to start to have that effect, right? Is you lost number one option for the center, and I guess if you want to consider Monahan the number two option for the center, so now you've had one down, two down. So do other teams start to panic, right? Yeah, like Boston's going to be in a panic mode because they know 
they do know they're only going to have so many more shots at it before they have to rebuild, right? Marshan's not that young. Pasternak is their youngest and best player. Um, but they really, I mean, they, they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot holding that group together, so they know they're going to have to go forward, so they can't afford to wait a whole heck of a lot longer. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Sam, another piece of news, good news for the players. Uh, Gary Bettman in a press conference said that NHL players will participate in the 2026-2030 Olympics. Good for them. Yes. I'm I'm really happy. I think they deserve the shots. NHL owners aren't going to be happy. Who cares? But I think they deserve it. Yeah, good for them. It'll be awesome. We'll see. I'm sure you'll see Aho, Teravainen, Svechnikov, all playing over there. Maybe Jarvis with Team Canada. <laughs> so Slave and Team USA. Yeah, you'll have a lot of hurricanes over over at the Olympics. So it'll yes, be cool. And definition might be in Team Run, Team Russia. So yeah, true. I mean, you know, you're Svech and, and Nikishkin. And now, possibly. I know people are freaking out that because he shook hands with Putin, and I'm like, okay, it's a Russian league. What yeah, do you, I don't. What see, do you, I don't see anything. What did you want him there. to do? Say I don't no. see anything alarming there. Yeah, it would have been very unhealthy for him to refuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's just the reality. It I is. mean, it's it's normal. I don't. I, I just. I don't see anything there. If there is even in thought, an inkling or an indication that he would not pump the play for Carolina, Don Waddell and company would trade him. And then the fact that they're willing to trade them after last season, they weren't, it's going to raise red flags and his value is going to go down. So, yes. And speaking of the hurricanes, obviously all was drafted by McKinnon's team in the all-star team. He went, I thought a little bit earlier than I thought he was going to go, which is good. Um, and but here's where you convince Sam. Aho did not play in the skills competition. Well, I think only what less than ten teams were represented in the skills competition. That's I know. Insulting. I, I I think that is insulting. It's insulting to the players and to the fan base. And then you had players who didn't want to participate. I know Kucherov got a lot of flack for that, as he didn't try at all. <laughs> so it's like, okay, what was the point here? So you, the only fan bases who are going to give a crap is what Edmonton, Colorado, Tampa Bay, Vancouver wasn't. Yeah, I don't know if Vancouver wasn't. They had six players there. I mean, they were the most represented team. So I'm guessing Toronto, Matthews was probably part of it. Look, that's insulting. I refuse to watch the skills competition. I watched the draft because I think that's funny, um, but I didn't even watch the game. So I was hoping Phil Castle was going to come out at the end of the draft. That'd be funny. <laughs> and then they did the something stupid at the end where no one is actually picked. They just kind of assigned them to the different teams, which was they don't want. They don't want that whole Phil Castle incident to happen in the draft. So they went with a safe route. And I'm like, okay, whatever, move on. But I think it was stupid. I think the jerseys were ugly. I think it was insulting to the players and to the fan bases. Like, why are you going to cut out over two thirds of the league? Oh, trust me, I agree. I don't like, like it that's either. That's bizarre. So, you know, if you're going to invite them, invite them for the whole weekend, not just the game, because I promise you right now, 90% of them don't want to be there anyway. They want to take a break. So they're wasting their time. They're wasting our time. They're wasting your time. So just, if you're going to do it, do it right. Otherwise, get rid of the All-Star game, and we'll just do like an in-season tournament like they do in the NBA or something like that. Well, I think they're they're not going to do the All Star game. They're going to do something called like, I think a na- nation's face off thing for na- next year, where it's like mm. U S. Yeah, I saw that. It was like a tournament, Canada yeah, yeah, yeah. type of thing. I'm like, okay, 
I did that. see something about that. That's fine. I think that's okay. But you need, they really, <laughs> nobody wants to play in the All-Star game. It's kind of one of those they don't care anymore. And now, obviously. It could have been more entertaining. That's why I've heard this. That was a little bit more entertaining than last year. But I didn't like the representation. That's that's my thing. And, yes, I think Carolina is going to get an All-Star game. A draft and an outdoor game once the renovations are complete. I believe. I believe we were given. We were told we will get an all-star game. I don't remember, but I feel like we were supposed to get a draft. Yes, I, I think we were too. Decentralizing it. What does that mean? Will it be held in Carolina or, or no? I think they're going to have some centralized form of the draft, even though it's going to be decentralized. Yeah, I think it's, something's going to be centralized. Probably have all the players come to. Together still, but you just have teams being remote. I could see something like that. Teams remote, maybe you have like one rep at the event. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's that's for them to figure out, not us. Um, but if it's here, I want to go. So yeah, oh, I do too. Um, also, another thing we need to mention: Frederick Anderson will begin limited on ice conditioning. That is great news for him, but I still hold my position. On Frederick Anderson, I still don't think he's going to come back. If he does, it's going to be season's end. If he comes back, it's I not think. even going to be season's end. It's going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, that's my thinking. So we'll see what happens. And at that point, I mean, do you really want to put him in the playoffs, especially if Kachekov's playing really good? No. That's my question. I think it's a wait and see. I hope he does. I hope he gets to end his career on his own terms, but we'll see what happens. I'm not convinced, but I hope he plays. Like I would like to see him play, get a couple games in in the regular season, so you know if you have an option there. But I well, you'll know if the team thinks he'll get to play if they don't LTIR him at the deadline because they'll throw him on LTIR at the deadline if he can't play. Well, LTIR is only used if you're right up against the cap and they're not right now. So he'll, he'll just be on IR so we can accrue cap space. Well, no, like at the deadline, if they decide they want to go up and pass, then they'll LTIR. Him. Well, yeah. So yeah, that'll I guess they there. probably would too. Cause yeah. they'll want to, they'll want to, they'll want to spend up. Cause yeah, we have a lot, true. there's a lot of cap space left for Carolina. So 8 million, I believe to use. So they'll, um, They'll use it. I'm I'm expecting them to use it all. They'll try to take advantage of some teams looking to get rid of some players. So we'll see what they do. But I think they'll do something. They have to with that amount. Like they don't have an excuse. If they don't, like opinion. I said, it's I, insulting to the it to, is to insulting the fan base. to the fans, to the players. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like Eric Toltsky because he is so analytically driven that I don't think that analytics itself does not win you a Stanley Cup. Just, no, I don't either. Does not. I think what wins you the Stanley Cup is the combination of analytics and the eye test, and that's where Brendan Moore comes in. And I think you really, truly, honestly, sometimes you just gotta on. go for it. Now you can't go for it every year. You just can't. No, you but, can't afford to. Like Tampa's gone for it three years in a row. They won two of the three times. Okay, worth it, right? Yeah. It's okay to go all in. It is okay to mortgage some of your future, but it is not okay to just act like, oh, we like our group when your group hasn't gotten it done for five straight years. Exactly. You have to fix the holes that you see, right? You learn from your mistakes. And Eric Tolsky has proven he doesn't learn from his mistakes. If Carolina does nothing at the deadline, they fail again. Then it will be time to move on from Tolsky and Waddell, and then Dungeon at least will need extend to step some back. contracts for crying out loud. Because if you're focusing on trying to just view the playoffs as a chance of getting in, this team doesn't have a chance when half of its 
team is on expiring contracts for next year. Yeah. So do something. You don't have a choice. Extend, trade, don't care. But you cannot. You cannot continue to do what you're doing. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I'm sorry, but Eric Tolsky's lost his mind if he thinks what he's doing is going to work. So, yes, if we do not do anything at the deadline, we have a lot of players walk in the offseason, then it will be time to fire Tolsky and Waddell because they are not capable of doing the job anymore. And then it would be whoever comes in next would need to sit down with Dundon and say, I'm willing to come in here and get the job done, but you need to get your hands the F off this team. Let me do my job. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about the standings. But before we do, let's get to our sponsor. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Okay, Sam. Uh, Western Conference or Eastern Conference... Let's work the, from west to east. Start with the Pacific. Go to the Central, Atlantic, then Metro. Okay, I'm looking at the wild card thing because to me that's more evident of playoffs than divisional and conference uh, views of the standings. Uh, so obviously, Sam, top three teams in the Pacific, Vancouver, Vegas, Edmonton. Uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Well, no, given Edmonton is... 11 points back of Vancouver and Vegas is seven points back of Vancouver. And then you got to go to, let's see who's next. Then you got to go to LA who's a lot of points back of Vancouver. And yeah, I don't think that's going to change either. I mean, LA could pass Edmonton. Sure. If they Edmonton could, falls off, but. but LA has not been good. I mean, they, they fired their head coach when they only won what two games in January. Yeah, I mean, and I we were one of those games they won against. <laughs> I don't think Seattle is much of anything anymore. I don't think Calgary obviously is no threat there. Anaheim, Anaheim, San Jose—they're done. That's obvious. Um, in that situation, um, but LA—I mean, they're still in a wild card spot. I think they finish there, if not top three. I think LA gets into the playoffs. Yeah, I can't. I don't see anyone behind them that might get in. Maybe Arizona if they can start to pick it up. To um, me, Nashville. I think I think the teams battling for it is going to be L.A., St. Louis, Nashville, Seattle, and Arizona. 
I just can't see Calgary, especially since they already traded Lindholm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too, in the Western Conference. I think that's fair. Minnesota's not doing good. No, they're actually having a really bad year. Um, it happens. But they're also going to have they, – they're going to be in trouble for a while. They just don't have the, – they, they, they hurt themselves with buying out Parise and Suter. Probably yeah, should have yeah, stuck that one did. out. Um, I mean, in the Central, you've got Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg. It's more of a log jam with the, there with those three. Um, than it is with – the top three in the Pacific division. Well, the Pacific's one of the worst divisions in the league. Um, the Central is very good with Colorado, Dallas, and Winnipeg. All three of those teams are very good. And St. Louis and Nashville, they're 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 going to try and go for it. Um, I don't know if St. Louis try. I don't know if they go for it. I, I don't know if they trade. If I don't know if they're buyers at the deadline. I, yeah, they might not be buyers, but I, I think if you look on paper, I have more faith in St. Louis's lineup than I do in Nashville's. Nashville just has Soros and Forsberg, really. St. And, Louis, and Yoshi. I, yeah. I probably trust Nashville's blue line more than I do with St. Louis's. Mm. But at the same time, St. Louis up front, Robert Th- Thomas, Jordan Cairo, uh, yeah. Braden Shin. They're a good team. St. Louis has got a good squad. We'll see what And Bennington do. can be good. Yeah, Bennington is a good goalie. Um, he'll he'll do good there. But in the central, yeah, I mean it's it's a tight race there in the top three. But again, just like in the Pacific, after the central, it does drop off a little bit after three. I mean, St. Louis is eleven points back of the third place Winnipeg, so these top three are safe. It's a matter of where they fit. If I'm if I'm guessing, I expect Winnipeg to finish ahead. Of Dallas and Colorado, I think they're the better team. Um, they also are two games in hand on both Dallas and Colorado. If they win both, they will be ahead of both of these teams in the standings. So I do think Winnipeg finishes ahead of Dallas and Colorado. I think Dallas Colorado gets so much; it's just injury plagued. I think you can argue all three teams, but I would say it's going to be between Winnipeg and Dallas because Colorado, like you said, lots of injuries with them. Mm, Even yeah. though they're still very good, like Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCart, gosh, star-studded team. No, Colorado's. they're very good. Um, but we'll see what happens with Colorado. I do think Winnipeg's the better of the three right now. I, I just think they're in a better spot, mainly because I think their goaltending is the best of these three. Yes, I think Ottinger's good, but I do think Hellebuck's better. I, I think I think there's a good argument to be made for for that. And so, Hellebuck yeah. and Ottinger are both better than Georgiev. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, that's why I think it's going to be between Dallas and Winnipeg. And I actually like Dallas. Dallas has a really good team. Yeah, Dallas is also extremely good. I mean, I think really, again, the Western Conference's wild cards will be interesting. LA, it'll be either LA, St. Louis, Nashville, Seattle, Arizona, or Calgary. And I guess I'll throw Calgary, maybe even Minnesota. It goes down to that because they're all within shot. I mean, Minnesota was within seven points of St. Louis. So, yeah, I mean, technically Minnesota, Calgary, Arizona, Seattle, Nashville, St. Louis, and L.A. are all vying for that wild card. I think anybody after Minnesota, like Anaheim, San Jose, Chicago, have no chance. No, they really don't. But, I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I just – Seattle, I'm telling you, they're an enigma. They can be very hot in one stretch and be very cold the other. They're just to that, me the wild card. That right does there. not make a playoff run. No, it doesn't. 
So it, it it's interesting with Seattle, but yeah, as I mean, some things are a little bit interesting. You have, um, what do you say? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams in the West vying for a playoff spot. Um, and then now the East, Sam. Yeah. Um, I the, think this is going to be a war. <laughs> the East is very interesting. I do believe in general, a degree of separation is starting to form. Oh, I do too. Especially for that wild card spot between the New York Islanders and the Detroit Red Wings for that, and or Toronto, because they're tied for points for that second wild card spot is six points. Yes. For, now here's the thing though. Well, for New York and Philly, which they're third, it's four points. Yes. Now it is. New York and Carolina, it's nine. Now there is again there is a degree of separation beginning to form in the Eastern Conference and divisions, right? Carolina and New York are starting to pull away from the pack in the Metropolitan Division. I think that's expected. Where it's not expected is that New Jersey's well behind the pack. I think in the Atlantic Division, you have Boston, who is number one, clear number one. Um, and Florida then- and Tampa are going to be battling out for the. Um, second place. You're probably going to get a I battle. Think. It's very possible, and I think almost likely that you're going to get that battle of that Florida-Tampa in that first round again. Which That's going to be fun. I think it's going to be so fun to watch. Well, I think it's going to be great for the state of Florida because, you know, as fans of both teams, you're not too terribly far from each other. You can go watch in both arenas. Exactly. And then what's fascinating to me is Toronto and Detroit. Toronto being a wild card team. And Detroit... In the playoff spot. Now, I really thought Buffalo was going to be that team, not Detroit. I was. I did too, but I was very wrong about that. I was very wrong about New Jersey, Pittsburgh. Wasn't overly wrong about Washington. I really didn't think they were much of anything. A little surprised about Ottawa, Montreal. Uh, I thought they had. I I thought they could play well, and I think they're they're having its. For a team like Montreal going just around, you know, hovering around 500, I think is successful for them. And I think they need to take that as a success for a team that's in the rebuild stage. A team that's panicking, though, Ottawa. They should I think be they're panicking. Because if you look at that roster, they should be good. Tarasenko, Giroux, Kachuk, um, Shane Pinto just came back. You have, I think, Jacob Chikrin on that team. Thomas Shabbat. Thomas Shabbat. This is a team, when you look at the roster, they should be significantly better than they are. But for whatever reason, they can't get they it done. They should be better than Montreal, to be honest, I think. They have a better roster than Montreal, but yeah. they're six points back. And this is the it's, their season's over in Ottawa, and they should be panicking. And they should consider burning it down, starting over again. I, I don't know what you can do. You keep your core. You keep your Shane Pinto. You keep your Kachuk. You keep your... Uh, Tim Stutzel. Tim Stutzel. Yeah, I forgot Tim Stutzel. I mean, yeah, there's some players you keep, but then there's some players you probably move on from. Maybe do you consider moving on from Brady Kachuk? I don't know. I doubt they move on from him, but I could see them moving on from like a, some like a Jacob Chichurin. Yeah, because Chikrin's an uh, expiring contract now, I believe, right? Because that contract was yeah. up. Yeah, so I does, think so. Does Chikrin get moved again at the deadline? All right, because they brought him in because they thought they were going to make the playoffs last year. Just think Carolina's going to be like, oh, is he a defenseman? We'll get him. <laughs> if, you're, if you're getting Chikrin, at that point, you're probably moving Orlov the other way. It's, it's the only thing that makes sense there. 
Um, because they're the same kind of player. You only move Orlov if you need cap space. That's my thing. If you move Orlov, you're moving Orlov for Chekrin, or you're extending Chekrin. Yeah, uh, that's that's how, that's what that deal is, uh, and it doesn't make sense. Or you're moving Pesci, nah, you're moving it, it you're moving an expiring sense. defenseman, and you're not moving D'Angelo, right? You're moving a guy on your roster because he's replacing a guy on the roster. So it's a Chatfield, it's a Pesci, it's a Che, it's an Orlov. Orlov that's not expiring, but Orlov would make sense because of the cap. But I don't think that's a reality. I, I don't think that happens. Chikrin probably goes somewhere else. If they move him, they might try to extend him. I don't know. But yeah, Ottawa's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I do think, though, that the third place where Philadelphia is at right now in the Metro, I could, I mean, they're on a five game losing streak right now. I could see them falling out. So, my thought, couldn't you? So, I would have said no before Carter Hart got arrested. Well, hold up here. We. We already talked about that. We don't know what's going on with the whole no, but hockey they, in Canada. No, but he is. It is official. He is indicted. He is gone. He is not playing for Philadelphia. So it does. I don't care what was the reason behind Carter Hart going wherever. Okay, I don't. It doesn't. That, but, but he's. I'm going, not talking about yeah. why or yeah. if he's guilty. I'm saying without Carter Hart, without their goalie, Philadelphia is screwed. So if you want to talk about a team in the league who needs a goalie, you just said nobody arrested, needs though. it more than Philly. <laughs> you just said arrested though. So well, he was like, arrested. Oh, that is true. That is in fact he was indicted. Well, he was. Uh, he was indicted. No. I didn't know. <laughs> yes, that. the players were all officially indicted. Okay, I didn't know that. I know they're coming out with a s- statement on the day this episode comes. They're out. all of their lawyers put out statements that they're going to plead not guilty, but they were all indicted. Um. <laughs> That being, that's just the news on that. They were indicted. That's happening. There's a press conference next week. Um, but that, but regardless of the situation, it has taken Carter Hart out of the lineup for Philly. And I don't think he. Comes and Carter back. Hart was having an amazing season. Yeah, he was. And that was a big chunk of why Philly is where they are. And it's unfortunate for their fans um, in this situation. It's a gut punch. It is a gut punch, and I think Philly's going to have no choice but to go trade for a goalie, and every team's going to take advantage of it because they're going to have to pay an arm and a leg to get it. Now, if I want to say a team who's going to go after somebody like Soros is probably Philly because now they need a goalie of the future. <laughs> Do I see Gibson as a possibility? Yeah, because Gibson makes sense here. He's got Other term. New Jersey is looking for a goalie too. Philly's in a little bit more of a position to pay more. They're going to want to pay more because they're in a spot to go for it. But so, Danny Briere kind of already marked like a rebuilding type of thing. I mean, do you go for it when you're Well, if you go get like, a Gibson, Gibson's not too crazy old. Mm. Markstrom, he's got term. You're going to go look. Philly, term makes sense for them because they're going to need a goalie with term anyway. It's going to Because there's nobody in their wants. system that's ready to go. The guy they've got now clearly isn't ready to do it. So Erickson, I believe, is the goalie's name. And that ain't going to work for Philly. No. So they need a goalie. So what do they do? I don't know. I think for them, you got to look at Gibson. I think keep an eye on Philly and Gibson. Keep an eye on Philly and Markstrom. Keep an eye on Saros and Philly. Uh, Flurry, I think, is possible. If there's a goalie out there on the market, Philadelphia is going to be in on that because they need one. Um, Jake Allen, maybe. Yeah. Um, there are goaltenders out there. But I think if you're Philly, you're targeting somebody with term because that's what they're going to need. Um because now they can allocate that cap to them, right? So Gibson, Markstrom, I think make a lot of sense for Philly. Um, so it, I wouldn't be shocked if one of them goes to 
one of them goes to uh, Philadelphia. I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible too. So that's our look on the standings. Uh, Sam, two years start of this podcast. You have any final words on that? I'm surprised we're. St- I'm surprised we became as popular as we did, as well listened as we did. So we appreciate all of you for listening to us. We appreciate all those who put us on the map. Adam Gold, Wade Minter, Scott Burnside, to name a few. There, Corey Lavalette. Um, a lot of great guests who've been on um, to really help us and uh, do a lot of good for us. So I appreciate that. Um, Joe Giglio, another one. We have had a lot of great folks on the podcast um, and we've appreciated it. You helped put us on the map. You helped give us some notoriety. We've had a lot of fun talking to all of those folks and talking about hockey, um, giving your hot, giving us your hot takes, fighting cardiac canes, always fun too. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, all, I knew you were going to say something along oh, those lines. Oh, I mean, lines. come on. I mean, you know, they listen to us and they get all upset and worked up over us, so we got to give them a shout out too, right? Um, uh, you know, defending Tony D'Angelo is always fun, pissing people off. I've said from the beginning uh, that this podcast was going to be where wokeness in hockey goes to die. So, oh, gosh, I know. don't, I don't, I don't know how I like about politics incorporating into um, this podcast. Well, it's not politics. It's mm-hmm. it's just a reality that it's a discussion. Let's just say that. No, I'm disagreeing completely. It's not politics. It's it's right versus wrong. You don't attack players personally, and you and I have taken a stand for that. And I think that's not politics. I think that's being a decent human being. So we're not going to tolerate. I do too. So we're not going to tolerate that. Yeah. And we've that's what I mean, that's why I wanted to start the podcast, right? I told you that. Is I was listening to another Hurricanes podcast. I will not say which one, and I've never said which one, but they said they wouldn't even want to cover the Hurricanes and they wouldn't even be a fan of this team if they didn't have to do the podcast because of Tony D'Angelo. And that was just bizarre to me. At the time I didn't know a lot about Tony D'Angelo, but it goes into what you did just say though, Sam, it's that Politics shouldn't matter in hockey ever, period. It really it really shouldn't matter whether you think a player is good at their job or not. And at the end of the day, you and I wanted to talk about the Hurricanes based solely on factors that matter, which is their skill, what they do, and how they treat people as human beings, right? That's all that matters, right? I don't care about anything else, right? Come out, do your job, win this the Stanley Cup. If you can't do those things, then, you know, we're going to criticize you rightfully so, right? If you can't score, you're playing crappy defense, guess what? We're going to criticize you Yes, for, exactly. Right? Now, we're not going to criticize the person. No. But the never. performance we do. Absolutely, which is fair game. That is what every... Every podcast host, every sports writer, everyone does because that's what their job is to do. Whether it's hockey, football, basketball, soccer, it doesn't matter, right? D'Angelo plays bad. We're going to call him out for playing bad. If Orlov hits the post 50 million times, we're going to be like, dude, those got to go in. So it doesn't matter, right? But if you want to come out and start talking crap about Eric Stahl for being whatever, I'm not going to put up with it because one, I've met the dude. He's one of the nicest people out there. You're not going to convince anybody that he's some hateful human being because he's not. We appreciate everyone who listens to this. We know you all, most of you probably feel the same way, which is why you listen to us. Cause we're not exactly. going to, we're not going to get into that BS and we're not going to put up with that bullshit. So we're just not, we're here to talk about the hurricanes and that's why we've done it for two years because we believe you have a right to have somebody here to listen to who's not going to get sucked into the garbage that has tried to bring itself into the league and the garbage that's out there. We're going to talk about the players. We're going to criticize them when appropriate. We're going to praise them when appropriate, and we're going to have fun doing it. And we're going to piss some of you off, and I'm okay with that. 
I think I'm going to start calling you the Ben Shapiro of hockey. <laughs> the Ben Shapiro of hockey. I think I can live with that. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I did this mainly because I wanted some creative output. So that was why. But um, I do. I, I enjoy um, doing this um, every time we record. And thank you guys that are listening to it. It's, it's amazing, Sam, how many people listen to us. And from where they are, ranging from Australia to Thailand to Japan. I mean, it's just crazy. But thank you guys so much. Uh, We will see. We've gone international. Yeah, we've gone international. It's like what Tripp said with that second lacrosse goal she did on Winnipeg. If you give us a heads up, and you're an international Hurricanes fan, coming down for a game. Now, if it's not like a theme night, if it's just a regular game, and you want to go, you should let us know. Because Sam and I like watching games from home sometimes. Maybe we'll we'll help you out. But you got to let us know if you're coming to, to Raleigh. And, yeah. you're, and you're a loyal listener. Because the only way you're ever going to know is if you listen to this. And you're listening at the end of the podcast. So if you're international, let us know you're coming in well in advance. We'll see what we can do to make it so you can go to a Hurricanes game. Because you're a big fan and you don't get to do it very often. Yes, definitely. So, yeah. Uh, we will see you guys Friday. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.